Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Happy January, everyone. The beginning of any new year is a great time to take stock of how we've been using and living in our homes for the past 12 months. We all spend some amount of time thinking about our ideal home in terms of what we want it to look like and the kinds of experiences we're going to have in it, the memories we'll make. And then we look around and see how real life, day-to-day living, has kind of messed with those dreams a bit. I think about this a lot, especially in November and December, because that's when images of Norman Rockwell come to mind. You know, families playing games at the holidays, enjoying long-standing traditions and multiple generations laughing together. And for many of us, the holidays don't always stack up to those ideals. A side note here, if you don't know who Norman Rockwell is, you're making me feel old. He was known for making apple pie Americana type illustrations about family life. But if you do know the famous illustrator I'm referring to, you might be surprised to learn that he actually did a lot of darker or more serious illustrations, often with overtones of social commentary that really pushed against some of the norms of the time. I found this out years ago. I, I didn't know any of this, but but I visited the Norman Rockwell Museum. So I bring this up because I highly recommend visiting it if you're ever in the Berkshires in Western Mass. Anyway, long tangent. Here we are coming off of another year that may have had both some happy times and some disappointments, possibly laced with unrealistic ideals for home and family and relationships that all kinds of media have been shoving in our faces in November and December in particular. And so I want to get you as excited about stepping into January as I am because Call me cliche, I really do buy into the whole new year, new you kind of thing. So even if you're not into New Year's resolutions, I hope to at least get you excited about the idea of a fresh start and looking ahead with some hope and energy. There are all kinds of goals that we could set for ourselves, and we all know the main ones about losing weight or starting an exercise routine or waking up two hours early before the sun rises to implement a morning practice. Hey, more power to you if you can do any of those things. But the goal I want to talk about today is simply resolving to make our homes more aligned with who we are. 
because I truly believe our homes are a massively underutilized resource for each of us in helping us live and carve out a happier life. And the way to use our homes more proactively and more intentionally is to first check in with ourselves, look around, make sure we're simply showing up in our homes. In other words, is there an imprint of ourselves that we're leaving throughout our rooms? And are there visual references to the things we want to experience or accomplish in the new year? Things that we can put in our homes that are actually supporting our goals. To help make all of this feel more concrete and actionable, I'm come up with some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions about four different aspects of your personality. Personality might not quite be the right word, but I can't think of a better one. So four different aspects of your personality. They are, what are your passions? What are your values? What energizes you? And conversely, what drains you? Digging into these questions should help you uncover how you're showing up in your home right now, as well as revealing the pieces where you, your core self, might be missing when it comes to aligning who you are with your home. So if you're driving or doing something else while listening, that's great. You can check out the show notes page of this episode later, and you'll see all of these questions listed there as well along with the prompts that I'm going to go over. So just go to slowstylehome.com and click on podcast. Then pour yourself a favorite drink, sit somewhere really comfortable, start a fresh page and a lovely journal and start writing. Ready? All right, let's go. Question number one, list up to three of your passions or favorite hobbies you know, things that you really enjoy doing in your free time or things that you you want to get better at or just be more knowledgeable about purely because it makes you happy. And now write down if and how these things are represented in your home. For example, let's say you're passionate about gardening. So how is that showing up through books that you have on the subject or uh, houseplants, obviously, or floral patterns you have on your sheets. Maybe you've got a collection of vintage garden seed packets that you framed and hung on the walls. I don't know. Now, naturally, when you do this, you're going to immediately start to think about the things that you're passionate about or a hobby that you might have that no one would even know about simply by looking around your home, right? They walk into your home and they have no idea that you're into training Dalmatians for dog shows. Um, That's okay. Those are things that you may want to think about adding, but we're not there yet, okay? So just notice what is showing up that's related to your passions or hobbies. Number two, it's a bit more abstract, list up to three of your values. So these could obviously be things that you believe in or what you stand for, but they could also be things that are just really important to you about life. Another way to think about this is what do you value the most in a friendship or What do you value most in your interactions with others and how you're treated and therefore how you strive to treat others, okay? And then again, write down if and how these things are represented in your home. So for example, if you care about the welfare of animals and therefore you've adopted a vegetarian diet, I would expect to see a lot of veggies and grains and non-animal proteins in your kitchen, all right? That's how that value is showing up. Or maybe you really value time because you don't feel like you have enough of it. So maybe you have a ton of card games and board games ready to go for when you have time with your family. So I hope this is starting to make sense. Question number three, 
What energizes you? What makes you feel really good or optimistic or positive or happy? Make a note of anything that has to do with being at home directly, right? Can you give me some examples of how you're living at home that represents what energizes you? So, um, for example, if feeling productive throughout the day is something that energizes you, maybe you've invested in a good mattress. Write that down. And for the last questions, the flip side, what drains you? Again, these might include things directly related to what drains you at home, such as the dishes piling up. But also be sure to include things like volunteering for something you don't really love or something that drains you at work. So don't edit yourself here. Don't worry right now if these things are related to home or not. Just write down what energizes you and what drains you. Okay. Now you've got a clear picture of what's currently going on in your home. And take a little bit of time with this. I meant it when I said, you know, pour yourself a drink and sit in a comfortable chair. You you may have to go from room to room and really look around. Try to look around with with fresh eyes as if, you know, you haven't visited this place in a while. And and think about the ways in which you are currently showing up. And, And sometimes you may be showing up in a really good way. And other times maybe you're showing up and the way you're showing up is the actual thing that drains you. Anyway, okay, you've got this picture, you've written stuff down. So you're probably realizing there are some holes here. You aren't showing up in ways you'd like to be, like I just said. And you might even already have some ideas of what you'd like to work on. But you might also be wondering how your home can help with other things, things that aren't as directly related to your home. So let's dig into that by going back through each of the four questions. I think your passions and hobbies are maybe the the easiest thing. You know, if you're not showing up in this arena, it could be that your home isn't personal enough or a better way to say that maybe it's not uniquely decorated in a way that's very personal to you. So you've got a lot of mass produced things in there. And so therefore your own, your own passions, they're just, they're not, they're not as clearly defined or they're not as you know, interestingly displayed as maybe you would like. So think about those passions or hobbies that you are sort of hidden and ask yourself if that's presenting an opportunity to you to bring it out. And here are some prompts to get your creative juices flowing. Do you have or could you start a collection that represents a hobby? So let's say you love to cook. Display your collection of cookbooks out and you know proudly out in some in some really nice way in your kitchen rather than hiding them behind a cabinet in my case i love to cook i didn't want my cookbooks though to take up valuable counter space so i had my husband build a shelf for them above our fridge and it's a shelf that has kind of a back to it so that the cookbooks themselves can't fall off of the shelf and behind onto the back of the um, refrigerator but anyway just Seeing the spines of the cookbooks keeps me inspired to try new recipes. And that was a priority for me one year. So I, I, you know, that that became a goal that I put down uh, that I wanted to accomplish. Of course, I didn't do it. My husband did it for me, but but I made it a a goal for him. (laughs) Uh, Another idea, uh, consider what you've got on the walls, or maybe you don't have anything on the walls. So if you've been meaning to buy more art... 
maybe the subject matter of something you're passionate about could be a starting place. So going up diagonally up, up along my staircase, I have a collection of paintings of the ocean and sailing that I bought inexpensively over time from thrift and antique stores that represent my love of the ocean in Maine. And it's been really fun to collect these things. They're all different styles. Most of them are amateur. Um, there's a couple of non-painting things up there. Like there's a, the side of a, of a wooden crate that, that held oranges, but the logo was, you know, a ship or something. So um, it's it's a fun thing to do. And I think you you walk into my front door and on the left is the staircase and you immediately see that oh you're a you're an ocean person another idea is simply how you care for things that you're passionate about could be better displayed better represented for example maybe you're really into genealogy or ancestry and so you've inherited some china from your grandmother or a silver tea set or something so pull that out polish it up and display it rather than keeping it packed away Now, I'm not suggesting that you get all theme-oriented or buy a bunch of neon signs that scream, I love family or live, laugh, love, that old gem. I'm suggesting you think creatively about how to represent yourself. So for example, one of my passions is history. I'm a bit of a geek that way. I love learning about where we've come from and what we've done as a society that has led to where we are today. It helps me understand the world. But I don't have a sign that says, you know, family plus legacy equals joy or something. <laughs> you will see, though, a lot of antiques in my home. Now, the word history buff might not necessarily be the first thing someone guesses about my personality just because I have antiques. But in the end, it doesn't matter if it's this subtle connection or even an abstract connection. The point is, it's a personal connection that I know about myself and I see it in my home reflected back at me. All right, let's move on to question two. What are your values? You're not going to visually represent everything you value in your home. That's that's a given. Some of this stuff is, is truly interpersonal or... Um, emotional and 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 cerebral that it's not always going to be able to you know be manifested in an object but if you'd like to try this out with one or two of your values it could be really interesting and also prompt you to remember what it is you actually value when you're having a day when you're not your best self raise your hand if you can relate to that so here are some prompts to get you thinking about representing your values in your home Do you have products in your home that represent your values? So one of my values is caring for the environment, which is one reason you do see a lot of antiques and also thrifted furniture in my home, because I like not buying more disposable stuff. But if you were to look at my cleaning products and my, you know, my bath products, that kind of stuff, you'd see some things that aren't as environmentally sensitive as they could be. So one of my goals for the new year could be to do a bit more research on this and make some small changes in the kind of shampoo I use or the dishwashing soap or whatever. Another prompt, what is it about the way in which your home is set up that reflects your values? For example, something I value deeply is my connection with my friends and the opportunity to have really great conversations. So we've purposely put our TV in a much smaller room in our home, meant to seat 
two people comfortably, because it's usually just two of us watching TV at any given time. And we've kept our larger living room TV free. So we can seat more people and arrange the seating in a way that's comfortable for conversation rather than having the furniture, you know, kind of all directed toward the screen or facing the screen, which is not as comfortable for conversation. And a third prompt is, um, are there things that you do in your home that reflect your values? So let's say eating together as a family is something you really value. Maybe turning that dining room table back into an actual dining room table is something to consider. Yes, that might mean moving all office and homework-related things out of that room and investing in some nice tablecloths, maybe lighting a candle. If so, go for it. Try to use your home as a springboard for really walking the walk when it comes to your values. I know that's a very overused cliche term. My apologies. All right, let's move on to question number three. What energizes you? Here's a great example from someone in our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society. She recently decluttered all of her kitchen cabinets and pantry items. And when I was walking everyone through this exercise during one of our monthly calls, she realized that looking at those shelves actually energized her in a, in a very real way. And so the next logical thing that she's now realizing is that being organized is a bit of a dopamine hit for her, which is motivating her to do some more decluttering. But you're probably thinking that not all things that energize you have an immediate tie back to your home. If walking in the woods, for example, is something that gives you those feel-good endorphins, you may think that doesn't have much to do with being at home. But when you think a little deeper, you may realize that picking up a fallen leaf or a branch or a rock on your hike and lovingly placing these totems on your mantle is a reminder of how important those walks are to you and to your mental health, which in turn encourages you to do more of them, right? Or take it a step further and maybe while you're out walking, you snap a gorgeous picture of the woods that becomes the inspiration for an entirely new color palette in your living room. You see where I'm going with this? Question number four, what drains you, is kind of a fun one. I mean, just the word drain is enough to make me want to change things up. I mean, who wants to feel drained by anything? If you had some things directly related to your home on your list, such as the entryway clogged up by discarded shoes or piles of paper left on the counter, whatever, you could spend a little time thinking about how to help deter the clutter and then implement the ideas. But as for things that drain you outside of the home, consider setting up a space in your home to be where you decompress. So let's say it's something at work, or let's say it's a a toxic friendship that you have, or uh, I don't know, like I said earlier, volunteering too much, you know, the ability to, the, the, the inability to say no when asked, all that kind of stuff. Consider creating a little space for, um, you know, some self-care or just some some quiet time. So it could be setting a lamp in the entrance on a timer so that it's just not dark when you walk in the door. That, that alone might just be such a much better way to start the evening. Um, it could be the ritual of afternoon tea time at three o'clock where you give yourself 15 minutes to just sit, drink your tea and stare out the window doing nothing. Or it could be more elaborate, such as turning a spare room into a place for meditation or or reading or journaling. 
complete with an indoor fountain trickling in the background and the most comfortable chair that you own brought into that room and the walls painted your favorite color. You know, you can go really big with this or you can take smaller steps to um, to kind of lift the the that feeling of being drained off of your shoulders. Now, I don't want to leave you feeling overwhelmed with a big to-do list. So go back through this one more time and just pick one or two things that you are going to think about, maybe work on, maybe rearrange some furniture, maybe start a collection, maybe do a little decluttering, whatever. Just pick one or two things. And that may be all you need to set yourself up for a great year. Or just take on one thing at a time following your curiosity, seeing kind of what happens, what the what the effect is of these changes on your on your your mental health and and your physical health and all that kind of thing and allow your own desires to take you from one thing to another throughout the year. No matter how you begin 2024, I hope this has been helpful. You deserve to be seen inside your own home by yourself and others. So I wish you a happy home aligned with who you are. That's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.